0: Turn it on yet? There we go. There we go. We're live, man. Yes. This (laughs) is uh, this is some crisp. I gotta admit, this is some crisp audio. This is this is very
1: crisp. And you got a nice ass couch and shit, (laughs) like I'm on Oprah and shit. Yeah. The cool (laughs) thing about
0: this futon actually is that it's like noise dampening a little bit, so it feels like you think of everything. I know, right? It's (laughs) like otherwise it would just all of our voices would just echo around this room. Uh, we're here in the office. Madness continues. Podcast. I got Drell Scott Barnes. Hey, what up, people? <laughs> what up, all eight of you? All eight of you people. <laughs> Make sure to like and subscribe. <laughs> Make sure to hit that like button. <laughs> Brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace, an idea is just an idea without a website. Squarespace is fucking everywhere on podcasts. I don't yeah, know they're, they're like from. everything. They do everything.
1: That's the, like that's when you know the podcast, like when you first get that first sponsor, it's Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs>
0: Squarespace. <laughs> Brought to you by Squarespace. <laughs> Do you think you have a good idea? (laughs) Fuck you (laughs) Buy a website Try it out (laughs) Put your money on it, asshole You don't really know shit That's (laughs) It's it's so bad They're like 80 bucks a year or something They're like 60 60, Or I think I pay $60 a year Just for the website I don't know no, it's got to be more than that. Oh, shit. got to be. Squarespace is not dumb. I <laughs> gotta, gotta need to have more than that, I'm sure. They got go, to go
1: straight for the millennials, and they know where it's at. Let's hit them with the podcast. Hit them with the podcast. <laughs> God
0: damn it. <laughs> they're not watching
1: TV. Yeah. Oh,
0: they all think they're going to be famous, rich millionaires. Every millennial has one. 47% of millennials think they're going to be millionaires. I started really? doing a joke about this. Because it was like 40, I'm like half the people in this room thinking that like you're going to be a millionaire. Yeah, they don't want no millennial really want to work, work like real jobs. No, I just, I, I mean, I literally was just bitching to my girlfriend about this earlier today. I was like, I just want to make enough money to then put it into passive income. And then I'm like, then I don't actually have to do anything. I want to make enough money to have enough wives like Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones
1: <laughs> had like 11 <laughs> fucking wives. I want did, did to get the docu- did, you, did you watch that
0: documentary about <laughs> I it on
1: a, I just watched it last night.
0: That guy's amazing He's
1: fucking amazing Quincy
0: Jones was everywhere He's meeting the Pope He met the Pope he, You see how many children he got? Yeah I a... thought it was just Rashida
1: Jones <laughs> <laughs> I look on the documentary It's like 14 of them motherfuckers I know,
0: man He's got a ton of kids <laughs> he
1: got like the Wayne Like the Waynes don't have shit on yeah. Chris, Quincy Jones they, no. they do not, man But he was like <laughs> He was like fucking talented though, man Which is crazy Rashida Jones I thought that was it. I was just like, oh, that's Quincy Jones' daughter. It's like, so
0: weird now I can't unsee it. You can't unsee it anymore. I was like, fuck. Now dude. I know why she got on the office. Now
1: I know. <laughs> you know who my dad is?
0: Oh my gosh. She'd probably have to say that all the time. She'd she just get to. anything she wants done. Like Tracy Ross. Like, he's like, Do you know who my mom is? Quincy Jones, is like a hundred years old, man. Man, he lived a he lived a life, dude. He's crazy. He's been in the music business for like fifty,
1: like fifty, sixty years. Dude. It's insane.
0: Insane. Dude. Is there anybody like that in comedy? You think there's anybody who's like that, that, uh, that like grandfathered in oh, into okay. this, into, in the comedy? I mean, who would it be? Uh, Robert you, Klein, maybe? Maybe. I mean, like heavy into it because comedy, we're all fucking crazy. You yeah. Know? It's nuts, man. It's like, it's like, it's
1: always something wrong with us. I think the most like, Oh, because Chevy what was it Chevy Chase? Yeah, like he was doing good until he started. The SNL. only guy who I
0: think like maybe could be is Paulie Shore, but he's not like a big deal anymore because he nah. was born into it. Because Sammy's his dad, and he yeah. grew up at the comedy store.
1: Yeah, he was kind of blessed in like yeah with his with his parents and stuff like that. I think now we're getting more because you know we got like Dave Chappelle. You know we got like Chris Rock. Oh yeah, you know, all these guys. These guys are like putting work in and they got years in the game. Chris Rock has been. What are you doing, like, is on like his fourth fifth special <laughs> By the
0: way, let me let I should let my audience know that at any moment this thing could just black out. So if we're <laughs> in the middle of a sentence and it just stops and then it's and then it starts back up, it's because this thing is acting the zoom is acting up. This has been a recurring issue on like late episodes lately. <laughs> really? Is that I've been like checking this thing to make sure that the batteries don't die. I really need to get like a solid I need to get like a You know, like a one that it plugs in (laughs) to the wall. As a millennial, I don't even remember batteries. I don't know what they feel like. Oh my god, that's so that's so
1: real, man. When the last time you went to stores, let me get some double A batteries. I need some double A's, man. This game boy is just eating me out of house and home. It's like we like like I feel like a baby is
0: born with a charger, like in his hand. It's real, man. I don't think children grow up. Think about this now. Like like my sister just my sister's uh pregnant, right? My sister's just gonna yeah. have a kid. Hey, congrats. And uh thanks, man. And uh I really didn't have to do anything, you know. <laughs> I just had to get the call. <laughs> hey, congrats. Yeah. Uh but that kid is gonna grow up in a world with like all of this shit. Social media, iPhones, man. all this stuff. And it's so weird because like they're never gonna know having dead batteries, they're never gonna know. You know, like do you remember um do you remember uh Tiger games? Do you remember these little they were like these little like tiny you could buy them at the store for like 10 bucks and they yeah, were like yeah, they yeah, were yeah, handheld yeah. games but they only had <laughs> like one
1: <laughs> one game
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and the, and there was only like you it was like an lcd screen but it wasn't like a the yeah. chill I, it's actually difficult to describe because like people will who have never grown up with it will never truly understand it it's you like not it's a tiny screen. It was, like, three inches by three inches. It was really tiny.
1: I had the football one where you just kicked the football. Oh, boy. yeah. I had that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it was literally, like, that's those were what those games were. And they only had, like, a, a handful of different, like, things you could do. Yeah. And it was, like, your parents would buy you, like, two or three of them if you're going on a long, like, trip good. in the car or something. That's yeah. crazy. Because
1: I feel like I'm scared for the kids right now. Because it's, like, they grow up and then now they're looking at the likes means what's important. Yes. Like, you know, like, hey, this person's doing that, and it has a million likes, so this is must be what life is. Yep. So it's like, I'm scared, because even though I might say so to my kid, they're still, like, the internet is the database of
0: what is important. Yeah.
1: So it's, like, it's hard, and there's no way, like, we haven't found a system to, like, explain the internet
0: to our kids. Well, no, and not only that, but, like, what's bizarre about it is, like, that's not even, how do you get a sense of self? How do you get a sense for what you like or believe outside of the fact that you're co-opted into this, like, internet of... Of of uh, you're you're like half you're like cybernetic like half of your brain is existing online all the time and you're just trying to see what these likes are like part of this is really this is gonna shoot off into outer space but this guy Jonathan Haidt who's a uh, he's a, a psychology professor at NYU School of Business mm. and it's actually really interesting because he was talking about this like one of the problems of internet call-out culture is like children who were born in '95 or like later like think about this like Facebook came around in about 2004. Mm-hmm. Like, 2005, that's when it really started, like, 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 actually taking off. I didn't join, I think, until 06, maybe? Like, uh, I was, anyway. Uh, I was way before that. Yeah, <laughs> well, like, 06, but 04, is when it, like, first existed. Mm-hmm. And, like, people were joining then. And those kids were, like, seven when that was happening. So, like, they grew up with this. Like, they yeah. grew up with all of this stuff. Yeah, and they they're used to like thinking about it, but what's so strange is exactly what you described, which is like people get like so like this call out culture culture stuff is like really weird because it, people can't like this is what's going on in the media is like people are guilty at accusation, mm-hmm. like it's so it's just so it, strange. It's just one of those things where it's like this is the first generation that has
1: all the information. Yes. You know, like, back in, like, the early 2000s, the 90s, like, we had to really go out and find this information and understand it ourselves. You yeah. You know, like, if you wanted to figure that shit
0: out, you had to, you know, you go to a library, look at this book, yeah. you know, go this information. Yeah, and then you had to go, and if you believed something, you had to go evangelize it. Like, to, that's yeah. what's so yeah. weird is, like, this Brett Kavanaugh thing is kind of interesting because it's, like, there was there's people who have said, like, well, why would Christina Blasey Ford, like, wait so long and you're like cuz this happened in 82 man. Like she if she had to, do you know how much work she would have had to have done to yeah. like get to get any attention to this? Yeah, and it's it's such a fuck cuz I don't know too much about it but like
1: Oh, Jarrell, are you not watching the news? Yeah, I'm not watching the news. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, <laughs>
0: this is unavoidable,
1: man. It's, it's, it's everywhere, but it's like I just see these people just slamming this woman, and it's just like she has nothing to gain. Oh, from, I like, feel so bad for it. She's I the feel only so one. Bad. She's
0: the only one in this situation who's like majorly losing out, He's, and and she's the one who uh, you know had the injustice done to her. Yeah, so like, it and, feels terrible. And I'm like, if the FBI got to get
1: involved in this job interview, don't give them the job. <laughs> <laughs> I never went to
0: McDonald's. They was like, we're going to have the FBI check you out. Yeah. And then afterwards, yeah, yeah. you get to fry the fries. Uh, par- <laughs> yeah, pardon me, sir. I don't know if we can have you work and register. Uh, something happened 30 years ago that we're going to have to investigate. You're
1: telling me ain't nobody else qualified for the job? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, really?
1: That's how much you want this white man oh, to win? Oh, that's so
0: funny. Yeah, there's literally no other federal judge that we could get. I just think the truth is that Donald Trump just wants to stack the government with his other rich, entitled friends. Man, Because so that's the problem cool. is like, you see this kid, this Brett Kavanaugh, and he's like, he just, he he his arguments back to like, and I know you didn't watch it, but like, he just looks like the most like, I'm like, dude, this guy was the villain in every 80s movie. He is. Like, he was just the <laughs> entitled kid whose dad was gonna bulldoze the youth center. I
1: like beer, but I have never
0: blacked out. I'm like, yeah. dude, shut the fuck up. Look, man. I like beer, but I've never blacked out. Go fuck yourself, dude. Do you know how many lawyers I see in Wrigleyville just drunk on the floor Yeah, passed the fuck out? Like, I kind of <laughs> wanted to be like, like, it actually, this, like, like, this is fucked up, but this nation could actually have a moment if he said, you know what? You know what, guys. This is fucking ridiculous. I'm. I got wasted. It was the '80s. Like, yeah. I'm. A, I was a rich kid, and I tried to have fun, and I blacked out, and I probably did some shit that at the time we thought was okay, but in the light of history, mm-hmm. looks like it's really bad. And that's who I am, and that's what history is. And, that's, and like, that's the craziest part about it, man.
1: And I, I think that's just—it's so shitty because our government doesn't know how to like help women you know find no. justice in dude, those situations that's and what's we don't so have awful about this
0: they, nobody cares about justice in this situation like no. that's what's so fucked up is like you're watching it and you're like all these democrats that are like you know i think i believe christine Blazy ford i think i believe her and i'm like dude the, you guys are just doing this to this is so obviously just fucking trying to get this guy out of the way so that you can delay until midterms and then trump doesn't get a selection maybe because like you the, the republicans did this to to fucking Obama and like it's just so insane cuz I'm like this poor she woman's had, life is ruined and like she's not going to get anything good out of this. She's not. She's not. She's going she had to move cuz she got death, death threats. threats. I know, man. That this is, poor like, woman. Why would you give this woman death threats? Yeah. Why people don't give a shit about women? See, this is the thing. I like, I actually believe this. Like, people actually don't really like everybody has lip service to the fact that, like, w- like, oh, women, women's rights and like who's gonna help out women? you like, nobody does it, gives a shit about this.
1: It is funny because now white women is kind of like the dude, black man. So she's like, it's like the government doesn't want to help us. I'm like, mm hmm. <laughs> Everyone's against <laughs> us. Keep going. <laughs> so it's oh, kind so like, So, it, so it's kind of like what I said. It's like, black people, we just like, yo, we've been doing this for years. Like <laughs> We know the feeling. We know it very
0: well. Oh, that's so funny, man. But I, I mean, I hope she's great. I
1: hope she moves forward. With, I mean, so I funny. hope she gets
0: justice, you know? At least many, I mean, it's so funny. At least uh, most white women don't have to look at their last name and see a former slave owner. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like.
1: It's like, we, it's certain shit, like, growing up, certain shit
0: you realize, like, after the fact, just gets you, like,
1: angry all over again, you know? You just be like, what the fuck? Especially Facebook doesn't help you with that Oh, they do not at all. They don't. And it just be like, holy fuck, man. Like, it, it's so much shit, man. When do I get any time to relax? That's the worst, yeah, man. Yeah. And, and it's, because it's like, we're not like, because what, what dawned on me is when I moved to New York. I moved to New York at a young age. Yeah. And... I remember I I uh I was chilling with some West Indians, I think a couple Jamaicans and a couple Africans, right? Yep. And I was talking to the Africans and stuff, and, and we were joking around. I was like, yeah, man, you know, we come from the same place. And then the African was like, we are not the same. Yeah. We are not. And I was like, what the fuck? He was like, you are African American, you know? Like, like, you're not, you don't understand anything of our culture. Yeah. And that's when it, like, hit me. I was just like, damn. Like, for the first time, I felt like Cause you know you grow up as a black man, you like sure. I'm, Afri- you know I'm African. Oh yeah, I know all about that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like I, 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 I know like this is, the, you, know, what, this is our time because you know I grew up on the South Side. So it was all I never yeah. really seen too many cultures. You know? Totally, like, it was always like African American. The only white people I saw was either a teacher or a policeman. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I got to have that conversation with him, it was just like
0: damn, like, like what are we? It's so real though, man. Because uh, there's this guy named um, uh, <sighs> Coleman Hughes. He's a writer. He just published a series of essays in Quillette. Which is like a intellectual magazine. I'm a mm-hmm. total fucking nerd, as you can tell. Dork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But he, um, it was interesting because he he ran a whole bunch of research, or he just recited a bunch of research that like, uh, the U.S. Census Bureau, um, had like put together, and the IRS had put together. It turns out that the average, um, w- the average black household of West Indian descent actually makes more money. The median income is actually higher than the average white. A family income. when they come to this country, they know what it is. My my girlfriend's an immigrant. When they
1: come to this, when they come to America, it's not to like enjoy. Yeah, it's to work and then get enough money to go back to the city you was raised in. Yeah, and live like a king. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. To Give back. That means like you know people could be like maids there or whatever. Like oh yeah, that. it's not meant to be like in our. In our culture, it's like, oh, you got a maid, they just like lower than you or whatever. It's like, no, like if you had a friend, they don't have a job, hey, just clean up my house, you get like a whole paycheck, you know? And that's what it was. Like everybody, everybody I met that was an immigrant in New York, they were getting enough money so they could leave New York and go back home. And go back home. That was the goal. And I think like in America, we want, we take so much time to like enjoy and do what we want to do. It's about
0: comfort. It's always about comfort. And I feel like that's, I mean, that's important. You know, when it comes to, to the grand scheme I, 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 it's weird, man. Because like, I, I just this is going, this is going on with me right now. Is I have so much shit going on that I'm like very un- uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a,
1: well, to be busy is like to me, to be busy is a blessing, though. If you look at, it. I mean, because sometimes yeah, you do need to take time for self care. So you're right in some aspects, because
0: that's what it is. It's you got like,
1: to take care of yourself.
0: The one thing that I have going for me is that I have a great relationship. And if I didn't have a great relationship, I think I'd really be uh, fucking in in some hot water because lucky, I feel like bastard. yeah, I know it's like really everything would be really unsteady. But yeah. like no, but you're right. It's a self care. It's like that's that's what it is. It's not like and being busy is a blessing. You're totally you're totally right about that. But I mean, if the thing is like the thing, improv people got right is <laughs> taking self
1: care seriously. Yeah, and I think because with me doing like a lot of sketch and stuff, I got to meet a lot of great improv people, and they would you know teach like hey, you know, you're busy the whole week, but, you know, take this time to really do, like, don't do anything. Don't respond to messages. You don't have to think about your career. Yeah, just like, chill. Just chill and do what you really need. Like, if you want to, like, and it's not like going on Netflix, watching eight episodes of fucking, you know, this show. It's like going outside. Go to the fucking zoo. Or go for go, a walk. Go for a walk. Like, you know, have deep conversations with people. Like, yeah. th- that will kind of, like, you know, regenerate you in a different way that you would have never known because you... Yep. Cause like for us, it's like either we're doing comedy or we're just in the crib waiting to do comedy. do comedy. Yeah, <laughs> or I'm writing
0: jokes, or I'm wondering why I'm not doing comedy. Wow! And, and then you're on, <laughs> and then you're online, and then you're like, oh, this dude got all these motherfuckers got.
1: Yeah. yeah, you know. So it's just like it's really like it would hit for me because I was like that like a, for a long time because I was just like I don't have, I don't need any time to chill and stuff like that. And that's important. It, you you do have to stay busy. You do have to stay on task. Don't get me wrong, but you do have to take that one day where it's like. Uh, you focus on yourself and understand that your path is your path. Yep. And nobody else is going to have a path like you. Mm. You know, and, and and I think a lot of times, especially in the community that I'm in, a lot of people focus their path on the other paths that people does. Like, oh, this person is, is doing comedy this way and that's why he got that. So
0: let me follow that route. Yep, and then you realize that that route was his route, so you kind of just in circles. Now you're Mm. just taking, yeah, exactly. Are you? It's almost like you're describing my life. (laughs) 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 No, because I mean, but anybody would like, you know, because it's just like we want to. Because comedy doesn't have a straight
1: path. Because like music is like. Oh yeah, you gotta talk to this guy. You gotta talk to this guy. Like, there's a certain path you know with music. Sure. Uh, basketball. You gotta be good at this. Get on this team and do that. Like, comedy is like so super weird because it can go in so many, many different, different directions. Yeah. Many different directions that I feel you know, like I feel sorry for because I'd be like, I I understand because I went through it. But it, you just gotta have that blind faith. Is like this is me. This is my path. And things are gonna work out. Things are gonna work out.
0: One way or another, we'll figure it out. Basically. Yeah. What, um, speaking of that, let's talk about this, man, because you have a ton of shit. You've, ever since I've known you, you've always had MLKs going on. Yes. And, uh... Which they just sold out in L.A., the new sauce,
1: my (laughs) nigga Joel, (laughs) Denny, Aaron Branch came through in L.A., shut it down. Sorry. That's awesome, man. Yeah, it was, I'm very excited for them.
0: Dude, Joel (laughs) just posted the picture meeting, uh, fucking, he was in a photo with, uh... Who the hell was it? It was um Snoop Dogg. That's who it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they <was at> the- <laughs> yeah, they was at a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like watching, I'm like, what the fuck, man? Joel yeah. is just like he's like Joel is just like he's such a happy, smiley dude. It's like and then every time I turn around, he's like doing something else like amazing like he's like just went to milwaukee and dropped like a whole bunch of like this is a special education (laughs) i'm like what the fuck and then he's like on a commercial for mcdonald's i see him on tv and i'm like what the fuck man
1: joe cares about people which rubbed off on me which I thank him for, and I hope you don't listen to his podcast because he'll make fun of me. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, nobody listens to this nobody podcast. Turning off Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but when I met him, I was like this, this, this like over eager kid because I was just, uh, you know, like I said, I was coming from the south side, so I was like, I was going to the north side. All I cared about was people thinking I'm funny, yeah, that was good. And when I met Joe, it was kind of like a difference because he was just like, man, you know. That's when it goes back to, like, your path is your path. And, like, as long as you stray your path, you're going to get blessings. You know, you don't count them towards people. Like, this person got four blessings, so he's more important than you.
0: It's uh, like, no,
1: just, like, your blessing is your blessing. It's going to keep stacking, but, you know, really it's just training you for the next blessing, for the next blessing, so you can make sure you hold it. Because mm, you, you can get a blessing. And lose it. And lose it or don't know how to handle it. Yep. And you know they don't never show you that on on, on Instagram. They never show you
0: that on Facebook. <laughs>
1: that's such a good point, man. You know what I mean? Because they never say like, "Hey, I just got this." You know, I'm on TV. I kind of fucked up a couple times, but I'm I'm still in there. You it's know? just
0: like a. It's a total. I think that's so real, man. Is it's just like it's a, it's everybody's just presenting, the trophy winning moment. That's just, it. That's They're it. Just, all their greatest. This is, they're trying to just present their highlight reel to the world just all the time. Just trying to get a highlight
1: reel, Not, and I don't blame them they want to cuz we live in a society where it's like that validates you as something good.
0: Yeah. So of
1: course you got to you know, once you get a blessing, show it to the world. But also the people that are watching, you just have to understand like hey, you know, this person had, you know, to, you know, struggle to get this. This person, you yeah. know, uh has to even struggle in the blessing, you know, to maintain that blessing. You know? Yep. So it's like when you hit that like button, it's not like, oh, your life is perfect. You know what I'm saying? Just like I acknowledge what you're doing right now, you know. Uh, but back to Joe. Um, yeah, we, when we met or whatever. And for people that don't know MLK is a comedy, we're just like a group of stand-up comedians. that do a sketch, you know, variety, variety um, that we're doing. And right now they have a show in L.A. We have a show in Chicago. Um, so it's
0: really. Uh, you guys going to produce a show in New York, do you think? Should
1: be yeah. I got a lot of connections in New York when I lived there and then coming back and forth with a lot of people that we know over there. We should. I mean, for right now we kinda got Chicago in LA. Yeah. Um we wanna just build up on that and just kinda build some steam. We got a couple projects, you know, that we kinda been building on. That's why you haven't really seen us as much. Yeah, yeah. We've been really building on our content.
0: Well you guys have you guys have uh you have a an a, a eclectic and really funny group of comics who are yeah. all involved. Yeah. And you guys do a lot of really creative shit, and all of your online marketing is fantastic. And and <laughs> and this is so legit for people who are not in Chicago, because I do have listeners who uh, find me from Cora and things like this, who listen from India and Kingston, Jamaica, and India. What up, though? <laughs> yeah, what up, Jaipur?
1: What up, my dude?
0: <laughs> uh, Calcutta. I, I Mumbai I don't know what he said, yeah, I, what he just said. So I just said hi I know <laughs> <laughs> These are just city names I'm naming off But Kingston, Jamaica We have some people in
1: Kingston, Jamaica What's good with it, buddy?
0: Some people in France and the UK Who listen to this So uh, I got probably more, Half of my listeners are Probably outside Of the uh, United States Most are in Chicago But probably mm-hmm. half of them Are outside Which is interesting and some people, the big joke I keep making is that uh, Vladimir Putin listens. Because I get one listener from the Russian Federation every time. <laughs> I'm like, Vlad, what's up, Vlad? So I
1: don't want no smoke with no Russians. Because <laughs> them, them is the scariest looking white people I've ever seen
0: in my life. I don't want no smoke with Putin. Dude, <laughs> for real, though, the uh, the highest earning. So this is one of these things that Coleman Hughes mentioned in this article. The highest earning white ethnic ethnic household is Russian. Russian households out-earn every other white household in America. Got dude. Yeah. Isn't that I think, fascinating? Yes. Yeah, I'm scared of Russia. Dude, they're fucking terrifying. They
1: president knows karate. Do you know how fucking scary that shit? he <laughs> just he dude, that guy is he's a
0: bond villain. Like <laughs> walking, <laughs> just walking around with a D Day playing. One of these in days he's gonna talk about how he's got a laser on the moon and it's gonna joke. <laughs>
1: I hope it, bro. If they if they go to war with Russia, I'm finna learn Russian. Like I'm just, oh my god, dude, it's so bad. I gotta get ready to move. <laughs> oh, dude, <do> you know? <laughs> I don't know what they eat in Russia, but I hope they get high sauce. So, so. I think they eat babies. I think <laughs> <laughs> this would give me strength. <laughs> you know what I hate? Because you know, you know, Rocky coming out, uh, the, the Apollo. And they are like, so amped for Drago. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like th- nobody gives a fuck about Michael B. Jordan anymore. Oh. It's like, it's all Drago, it's Drago, so, Drago. Uh,
0: dude, I'm so sad. Michael B. Jordan is such a good actor, too. That's so, what I get, because I was like, I, I, I did a show in the suburbs last night. He was
1: like, yeah, Drago this, Drago that. I'm like, what about Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> yeah. It was such a good movie, too. Oh, like, he killed his father. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. <laughs> I was so mad, because when Apollo died, I died. I was, I was so mad. <laughs> he was so happy to get in that ring, get his career back. Everybody was rooting for him. I was so upset. Man. <laughs> rocky was back there, like, "Don't do it, man! He was like, you shut the fuck up!" And he came out only in America. Oh yeah, boom. <sighs> and then Apollo Creed died. Man, I was so sad. It's a new chapter. <laughs> yeah, but the only thing that scares me is that Ryan Coogler, the one who directed the first Apollo, is not doing the next one. Oh, who's doing this one? I don't know who the director is. That's what scares me. I so should, now, but man. it is it, 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 like I saw in the trailer; it was like really Rocky-ish. Like he in like a desert or whatever the fuck. He's like you know. Slam hammers on stuff like training in that yeah, rocket ray, yeah.
0: And it's, <laughs> it's like, the same movie. It's the same movie. So like Ryan Cooler kind of made a little spin on it that was just. kind Somebody of. Somebody was talking about rocket. Somebody's talking about rocket movies like when the Apollo came out, and they were or Creed. Wasn't that the name of the movie? Creed. Yeah. 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 And they were like, oh, dude, it's just like the same as any other Rocky movie. It's like the same thing. And then nah. you're like, yeah, dude, what do you do? You go watch porn and expect different shit to happen? It's the same thing every time. She got the blue boots out. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, I just want to see one porn where, like, you know, <laughs> I'm the sex lie. doesn't happen. Porn has the most
1: options I've ever seen out of a website. <laughs> <laughs> this is a billion fucking... I was like, I'd be scrolling, I'd be like, oh, I didn't need to have any sex. I didn't sex.
0: Probably the most fun conversation I've ever had in Chicago comedy was when I talked to you and Ty Riggs about uh about porn. And Ty's man, he has some. That dude has some major. I mean, he has well-informed opinions. We talk like (laughs) SportsCenter
1: when other people are not around (laughs) about porn. Like Ty would be like Stephen A. Smith Like he's like Wait now hold on now Pinky was an amazing performer Yeah that
0: seems to be His like most He like went on a rant For like 20 minutes About how we need To respect Pinky We do have to respect Pinky She is a legend we we'll have to get her On the on this podcast I had two Ty, other... Ty would be there He was like so uh,
1: in uh, your fourth scene Yeah And I
0: was just Recounting like in, like moments What were you... were you in your head what, what what did you have to do To get over that When Mandingo came out And he pulled that towel out How did you know You were gonna pr- finish This performance Cause it's like When we were (laughs) Growing up,
1: we was judged by how we fucked. Right, so like, wait, what? <laughs> we was judged by how we fucked. Like, if you had like a girlfriend and you didn't give a, you know, good sex, she'd be like, "Oh, you kind of whack. I could find somebody else who's good." Yeah, and then so she would what go tell everybody or something. She'll tell everybody you'd be embarrassed, like, "Oh, Drew, I got some lame ass dick," and I'm like, "Oh, don't fuck that dude." So you'd be like, you'd be kind of embarrassed in that rap. That's a, is that for real?
0: That's hundred percent real.
1: That is super real. Yeah, like you know, it's like
0: not something I. Fa- I mean, I didn't even have sex until I was twenty one. So like, because I'm oh, am yeah. a huge fucking loser. Like we was in but, high, when we was in high school that was like
1: when you gave. Like when you had sex, you had to go hard. Yeah, it's hundred and ten percent. You had to put in hundred and ten percent. Yeah. Know? So like, well, we because we, your reputation's on the line. Your reputation, like your dick was like your reputation.
0: That was your yeah. That was your badge of honor. Goddamn, you, know? you got to give him a little pep talk. Got to him like, look, I'm gonna get in right. So I'm gonna. This hit is why you the fucking. This is why you black comedians, Chicago black comics, are so good. because you just you've had you've had, to, you've had to you've had to perform. You've had to fucking stick that landing every time. You had to time. stick the landing because like you had to get a good dick. So it's like this is the funniest goddamn thing. How come <laughs> you've never talked about this? You know, white people have no concept of this. Yeah, y'all fuck like fish. So it's like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) like you take the fish out of water when they first catch it out the water. (laughs) Nah, nah, it's so that we got nothing to prove. You got nothing to prove (laughs) because like us, we just got so much insecurities. We got like yo, we gotta go hard,
0: but. Like, so what we would do is this go, makes me wish that I had a black girlfriend, like at, at one time <laughs> in my life, just because I feel like I would know because she would have said straight out to me. She'd have been like, dude, this is the lamest ass. And I'd have been like, what? Like, it's it, like that you had to, you know, do your thing.
1: But what we do is we'll watch porn. So it would be like, you know, you'll make sure like, hey, you know, he did this
0: move. All right. This is what he did. Like, you know, Mr. Marcus or Wesley Pipes. You Wait, know, women would say this shit to you. Girls would say, like, oh, go watch some Wesley Pipes videos. No, they won't they won't tell
1: you to do it. They like if you have like if you had bad sex, they'll just like you'll be done. They'd be like, Mm. <laughs> I'm like, Did you was it good? They just pull out their phone and start scrolling through shit. And it's like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> gonna go. <laughs> and then you just be like, damn. And then the next thing you know, you in that lunch room. She's like, she'd be whispering to her friends, like, ah, really shit. So it'd be like <laughs> That's what it was, like, you know, so... so you're trying to look at porn to get tips from, like, Mr. Marcus. Yeah, of course. Like, you would, like, learn, like, certain moves that they do or... You would have to like you study it, you know. It's not just for the enjoyment of it. You'd be like, oh okay, just style. fucking
0: with a notebook and taking taking notes, just mental notes. You with know? a mirror on the wall, <laughs> a mirror on the wall, and like a sex doll that you get, you just just to just to just to run plays. Get you some Tim boots with some
1: high socks.
0: <laughs> <Just> set, <laughs> some up knee pads. A, set up a camera so you can review <laughs> the footage later. Yeah, like, oh, see that's where it, that's, that's you get, get together was. with Ty Riggs. He starts pointing out where he came. All right, so right you, there, right there. Is from right. Actually, <laughs> this is actually where you went wrong. But you t- zigged when you should have zagged. But t- like I remember, we was at a at a at an open mic.
1: This is a funny story. We was at an open mic. Oh my God, that's go. That's so. Good. <laughs> we, we was at an open mic. I forget what it was. I think it was like Goldie's or something, right? Sure. And it was like a bunch of young comedians, or whatever, like that. We got into the conversation of porn, right? So. You know, but now you know, porn stars now have like Snapchats and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. So, so, I was like, "Oh yeah, you'll know this porn stars on Snapchat." I was like, no. So they begin start trading porn, porn star snap codes. like like sna- <laughs> like
0: trade like trading cards, <laughs> like
1: trading cards. <laughs> nah, like- man, you don't. Oh fuck, you trying you trying to follow? I trade you pinky for Lisa Ann. It was like, oh, "Okay, Lisa all right. Ann,
0: dude, you should check out Sylvia Sage. You don't know shit about her." <laughs> you don't know <laughs> shit
1: about her. So it's just like, and it, I think I think porn gets a, a bad rap. As I totally do. I've had two porn stars started- on the podcast. Yeah, really? yeah, Yeah, I had what, uh, why you keep calling me? I'm I, I'm like a walking encyclopedia of just smut. We had
0: uh yeah, Sylvia Sage was on the podcast and wow. uh yeah, and so was Chanel Preston. What?
1: Wow. I don't know Chanel Preston, but I heard of Sylvia Sage.
0: Yeah, she's a Sylvia Sage does stand up. Really? Yeah, she's a stand-up comic. I actually didn't know her from porn. I I I found her, I found her on Instagram and thought she was a comic, which she is. Yeah. And yeah, she had some videos of her doing stand up. And then after a while and it and then like and the, which is stupid because it's Sylvia Sage Sex is her like name on Instagram, but I was like, so I did I you know who the fuck knows? And then like the next things that she's posting are like her like like in front of mirrors with like almost nothing on. I'm like, wait a minute, hold on, who is this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a comedian. <laughs> uh, but she's really funny. She did stand up way before she started doing any porn. And then uh, Chanel Preston. Has a really good podcast uh, called Sex Think that she does with Rob Nelson, who's a former uh, guy from Fox News, and they talk about oh, intellectual News. concepts about <laughs> sex. And also Sylvia Sage has a couple of really good. She has a YouTube channel that's uh, that's name escapes me for the moment, but it's also talks about sex topics. Super and, cool. I, there, yeah, there's there's, super cool. Uh, you need you
1: need porn to kind of teach you those things, especially with with kids growing up. There's not like a Outlet
0: for kids to really kind of discuss porn. You don't. No, really not, talk no, about there's your no. There's there's no outlet for kids to discuss sex, man. And it's Enough. fucked up because like I had a sixth grade teacher that majorly fucked me up. Like when it came to like. To, to sex, sex topics, fe- any sexual stuff They make you not fuck Well, she was fucking horrible She was this unfuckable hag named Mrs. Abraham And she was terrible <laughs> I don't give a shit if she hears this She was a horrible teacher She fucking like, Nobody wanted to fuck us She, she like, like this bullied me insane. in the hall Like she was a terrible, a terrible she teacher bu- <laughs> she Yeah, she fucking pinned me to the wall and was like do I scare you? And I was like, what the fuck? Because I told my parents, I was like, I don't feel safe in that classroom. So the my parents told the school, then like the school tells her, so her response is to fucking uh, like corner me, and like, I'm like 12. Oh, because you taught to your parents? I'm like 12, yeah, because I, yeah, <laughs> It was, I was so dumb
1: Nah you had to fight Your way
0: out of that one uh, Yeah and I'm like What do I I don't know what to do I'm like 12 I have no uh, You know what I mean I have no faculties Did To deal with like this Did you look like An
1: ex-boyfriend or something I, I have <laughs> no idea man And I
0: was like and I was like the most pitiful 12 year old I didn't even hit like My puberty growth spurt Until I was like 16 oh, So like I was so I, It was so lame <laughs> And just felt vulnerable And I was like 5 foot 1
1: She just hit you up against the light. Oh you snitching huh Yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck are you telling About this shit Shut the fuck up all right? Yeah you tell this shit <laughs> You do Trying to teach work. you About dinosaurs you piece of shit Did you do your homework Yeah <laughs> Show it to me Show me that shit right now Show me that shit right now <laughs> With your lunch money I mean it was so bad dude And so uh, anyway She taught sex ed uh, So she was that Imagine that And she would, and we literally sat in the classroom And it would just be I talked about this with Sylvia Sage Actually when she was on the podcast Is that We'd sit in this like l- The science lab And we all had this book That was from like the 1980s Mm-hmm. That was like just sketches of like, mm-hmm. and it's like here's a vagina. And You're like, this looks like a, this looks like somebody sketched a murder scene. <laughs> like it's like the most terrifying thing. And then they and then and it just looked terrible. And she would just be like, okay, so this is a vagina, okay? So this is what this is. And like it, it was just the weirdest. Like there was just this sharp, terrible energy with everything that happened. It's like this is a pussy, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> with this pussy oh, comes you, a baby. If you ever fucking touch this thing. <laughs> It was so weird. They
1: just scared. In, in public school, they just scared us. They like, for the first day of sex aid, they just brought somebody who had AIDS and <laughs> talked to us. <laughs> what? And was this woman. She came in. I'll never forget it. She was like, the first time I had sex, I got AIDS. There, there was one dude in the back like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> the first time you had sex you just called it i was like yeah that's damn. a bad rap shorty god damn hopefully she's still around but i mean <laughs> hopefully she, she got the magic johnson juice but uh yeah they just scared us and they didn't really touch on it that's why i feel like kids have to they that's kind of where the internet came is like i want to know what people do like for me like my first first porn i start our watch was on cinemax yeah me and too I, and i watched like how the, old
0: are you drunk Twenty-six. Twenty-six. Okay, got it. Yeah, and I used to watch that shit, and it was like, cool. And then I watched porn. I was like, yo, this is real. I yeah, was <laughs> like, what the fuck? This is real shit, yo. So, like, one time, so the first time that ever happened is, like, I got to, uh, my parents had cable, mm-hmm. and one time I, like, ordered the Spice channel. I was like, let's just see what
1: Well Boy, it you happened. put that forty nine ninety nine on your mama's bill. Yeah, they, my parents <laughs> later were like, what
0: the fuck? And I was like... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> sexy co itchy <like>, Yeah, <laughs> and they made me like and it was some like stupid it was like whatever, it wasn't a big deal. And like uh like they were like, All right, well you gotta work this off and like so then I had to go like mow the lawn a bunch of times or something. Whoa. Oh, we're back. There hey. it died. It died. I, I told everybody it was gonna look... die and it did. Batteries look this pretty cool. Fucking oh my god. Jarel hasn't seen batteries in a long time. We had to put the new batteries in. Hopefully this lasts. It's already like half. <laughs> Oh my god, this thing is gonna be like the worst episode. One time it died three times when I had a uh, La Torello over here. He's a improviser, an actor, and uh, just moved back to Chicago from like New York. And he uh, it died like three times during the podcast. I felt like such a fucking amateur. I mean, I am, I guess, but it was just like it just was so ridiculous. All right, we should we should move on from talking about porn and sex. Yeah, am up plugged, <laughs> dude? Uh, try it, say it one more time. Talk in there.
1: Testing, 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 and testing.
0: Ah, oh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back, people. There we go. Now that people, got
1: it. people can hear me now.
0: That was weird. How did that happen? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, we're good. You're in. You're plugged in, buddy. I'm in the Matrix. Uh, So we were in the middle of... Sen- now, the only sad thing about this is that we were in the middle of... I was in the middle of a sentence talking about this. <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> and the way to beat depression is... <laughs> uh, done. Yeah, exactly. Tune in next time to Dr. Oz. <laughs> That dude he doesn't have a doctorate uh, by the way, really <laughs> I mean I think he, I don't, know I, don't that. know I think Dr. It's Phil
1: just, just an ad, so people just i
0: should just throw shade like that at comedian th- oh, I thought this is funny, so uh, I told you earlier i ke- I can't get that fucking kiki song out of my head, Kiki, do you mean yeah, I, I would fucking love that song. Are you writing? <laughs> Drake does transcended rap, like he's just like this. this I this, hate him rockstar. so much. I can't stand him. What's
1: wrong with Drake?
0: I just don't. I just, it's pure, probably pure jealousy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so anyway, I was telling. Tell, so, Black Glo- and Jewish. He's so, unstoppable. Fucking this car goes by as we're walking, in, and Gloria starts like singing and dancing. It's like nine a.m. She's walking on <laughs> Clark, and uh, and she was like, you know, they think that that's the Kiki is actually Kim K. And uh, and I was like, man, this fucking, I, I don't care about this. But <laughs> I also thought I really should start, like, having a one-sided feud with Kanye. Oh, man. He'll feud with anybody these days. <laughs> I just have a one-sided, like, I'll just be like, why the fuck hasn't Kanye? Kanye still has not responded to my diss track. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, what he, is he hiding from? Well, he
1: in Chicago now, <laughs> so he'll, he might knock on your door. <laughs> Oh Let my God! Let me speak to Brendan. <laughs> Let me speak to
0: Brandon. Yeah, you mean I'm Brendan? You can't w- even get that <laughs> shit right, Kanye. <laughs> we speak to him. What a lemon! <laughs> <laughs> I just like like eight fucking SUVs pull up outside of my crib. What the fuck? I just started Instagram TVing it. The only thing that 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 fucks me up with Kanye is that he
1: obviously is mentally ill like this is obvious like it's so obvious yeah that he's mentally ill. what do you mean what do you mean by that like he's bipolar like you got you got if you're a kanye fan you got to break it down like what he's been through right sure so it's like he's been working non-stop since the early 2000s even before that he was producing beats for local acts yeah you know yeah, yeah he's been 20 years he's been like fucking- 20 years right so in that space when his when his mother died he had to go through that and still kept working Yep. His wife almost died and got robbed in Paris. I think people don't really understand how that feels. Like, if you have a girlfriend, if you have a wife, and you're just performing one night, and then you come home and you realize it was like three people with guns just going to get jewelry that set her up. Yeah. And your kids were around. That's fucking scary. Yeah, it's terrifying. Especially after your mom dying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And then also, you got a whole company to run. Yeah, two companies to run. You know, a music one and a fashion one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You gotta deal with the media, the the criticism, people that's going
0: on. Like, oh, this is so real, man. I it, mean, I'm it, I'm joking about making a fucking feud with him. But I, I mean, mean, no, he, that that that's yeah. fine. You know, that's the you know at this point, like when. People but it's like he, people don't buy. I think that this makes a lot of sense, man, because it's like he's not when he when he's signing up for wanting to be famous and fucking and make music and stuff. He's not. He didn't. He doesn't know that this part comes. This 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 part comes with it. It comes like, with it, it that it comes with that you know And everybody talks about like it, man, he's like so I mean just think about that too. Like if you if you had to fucking understand in your brain how that you're like, man, I'm so powerful that like I come out with a shoe and it changes the way Adidas does business in the marketplace you, on the stock market. Think
1: about how much time it takes to create that. You know, how much time away from your family, how much time, you know, like the mental toll it takes, you know what I mean? Like people complain about mean people on Facebook. Imagine you have the entire world. Yeah. Every day like to the point where it's like I shouldn't even be online, you yeah. know, cuz that kind of He fucks can't. Up. There's no fucking way he could it, be. It is no fucking way. So it's like now he you seeing somebody who's mentally broke down trying to say something. The thing about art is that you're trying to say something with something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Using something, saying something for the people. So it's like deep down if you've been a fan of Kanye, you know, it's still like hey, you still with the people, you know what I'm saying? And you still for the people. It's just that right now it's just It's kind of hard to see it, Mm. Um, and it's because of what's going on in your head. So it's like ah, and then now I'm seeing like people just like giving up on them, and and we live in a society where you know you say something wrong, people kind of just oh well you're canceled because you said this, you know what I'm saying? And and, and I'm a I'm not a religious person, but I definitely grew up religious. My mom was Christian or whatever, so I don't try to like force it on people, but like no matter how when Jesus was around no matter how bad you were or how wave whatever you came from Jesus didn't cancel anybody yeah so who the fuck told you you can yeah. you know what I'm saying or even like I'm not saying like you have to <laughs> praise anybody or say like Kanye's <laughs> higher than me but it's like don't spend all day just trying to make yeah. people hate somebody
0: yeah i think that was the most challenging part of the bible for me was when they deplatformed Jesus <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like it's just like it, Judas was like I'm finna snitch on you and get a couple hundred dollars. He was like, look, you still my dude.
0: You know, <laughs> no, that's so real. I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't think I think that's that uh, it's funny, man, because I think that that's how I feel. Also, I grew up going to a Presbyterian church, like with my family, and both sides of the family are religious. My grandmother on my dad's side is Baptist. And uh, real Southern Baptist, I mean, like, right, like with people speaking in tongues and like yeah. all kinds of stuff. And every once in a while, we would go to Brightmore Tabernacle. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tabernacle, yeah. And like, and she just my grandmother. It's so so weird too, man. Because like, uh, I, I I just I had this real crisis of faith, you know, myself. And I kind of was like, well, like I don't know whether or not there's a God, and if there is, He it is like pretty removed from what we have going on but i think the values are real and it's the like values are real like even if, you, even like, if
1: you don't believe the story the the, the the truths that are in there is just like
0: yeah you can live your life but i 100 percent agree with that actually is that i think that that that's actually more meaningful than whether or not those stories happened is that yeah, those things are real it's like because people fuck up man nobody's good nobody like, that's perfect. what's so crazy about all this like online like witch hunting shit is like listen did cosby fuck up yeah yeah he did yeah he did
1: he fucked up and he deserves everything he's That's getting. 100 real he deserves everything he's getting he Dude, deserves 100 real but, it, but it's like every post you make is not changing the world yeah nothing, nothing the, the yeah. government is doing that to cosby you're
0: not yeah exactly yeah right <laughs> Like there's this kind of weird level of like look cosby deserves to go to jail and fucking and maybe dying there, you know what I mean? Like he's of course he's gonna this die. This dude, in there. this is dude's like living by his sins. But like, what's weird about this whole thing is it feels like this like bizarre level of like, God, like there's a guilt of like like a universal guilt that like that this is, before everybody listening to this like comes after me because they're like Lemon thinks that Cosby shouldn't be held guilty. He absolutely should. He should. And so should Harvey Weinstein. And so should Brett Kavanaugh. And so should like any. Oh, they gonna get a black dude shit first. Shit. They
1: They're gonna be late. <laughs> Let's get that. Let's get that nigga out of there first. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. now Harvey Weinstein. That <laughs> we can agree on. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah exactly. Let's, let's kind of give him a little <laughs> bit less.
0: <laughs> it's it's so awful to say, but it's almost like because it's just easier for white women to feel threatened by black men. So. It's, it's just, it- <laughs>
1: I tell people all the time, like I tell people, I'm like I don't talk to a white person unless
0: four people present. I don't, I need witnesses. It's terrifying, <laughs> man. I was just talking to, yeah, I was talking on a group chat about this recently. I was like, just, uh, yeah, I just white men are, women. Are I want to be the best
1: man possible, yeah. right? So it's like in this world where there, it feels like people are watching you, and it feels, but dif- that, yeah, it, it just feels like all the time. It's like I want to be the best person possible. I know I'm a good person inside. I just want don't want to. Like stumble and be in a
0: situation where it just was out of my control. Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. Is like that's why I'm, I mentioned this Cosby thing. Is it's almost like there's this like universal gu- like guilt or shame or like justice where it's like fucking like all this rage at like at like Cosby and you're like, yeah, man, he should fucking go away. But like, it's not the rage that that upsets you. What it is is that it you as a person understands
1: that if. Like, it was an article somebody shared where it was just, like, when Cosby was getting food at the mess hall. Yeah. Somebody threw, uh like, a I think a pudding cup or something at his head. Yeah. And people were just laughing and just saying, ah, fuck Cosby, fuck Cosby. I'm like, if you find enjoyment, like in somebody's like yeah. pain or whatever the fuck no matter what he did you're just as bad as Cosby That's what I mean. Yeah, that's what you're I'm talking about. You're just as bad as Cosby. If somebody say, "Oh, he got shanked up in the in, in the whatever. Ah, he deserves that. Piece of shit bitch." It's like, "Yeah, but you taking enjoyment out of that?" It's not It's kind of weird, right? Like if Jesus came down, and all Yeah, that he shit, would that's ex- okay. He's not
0: going to well, be find that enjoyable. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what I mean. You know what it's mean? like he, he yeah, that's what I'm talking. That's what I'm I'm glad you cleared that up because that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like if Jesus was here I don't think he'd be happy at no. the fact that like any of this shit happened
1: like he, Jesus just be like, yeah he deserves to be punished, but he did but you find an enjoyment out of his ridicule doesn't make you a good person yeah that's like what, if you if, that's you, what I'm if everybody about. was just like he deserves what he he deserves he's a bad person let's move on and let God do whatever he needs to do to Cosby for you know his punishment yep and that's how I look at it. that's why I, that's why on Facebook you never really see me. You know, really post. Yeah, that's about smart it. of you. And it's like, cause it's like I'm not Cosby, not gonna be like, oh, Jarrell said this. It's like, or Fox News be like, Jarrell tweeted. I'm not that person. I know that. Hey, the government already got him locked up. Oh, that's so funny. My post is not gonna sway the jury. Yeah, you know, it's not my place, but I'm gonna let God be God. So it's like in my head, I'm like, I know he did that because I, I've heard people before say it. I heard D.O. Hughley say it before. So I know he's guilty. Yep, I know he's guilty of what he did. I'm gonna let God be God, and he's locked up now. I love that DL Hughley was like your <laughs> DL Hughley. He said it way before So I'm like, oh, Cosby's a piece of shit, and
0: then and then and, and, and Hannibal brought it back up, so I knew. Yeah, by that
1: time, he was I think a piece it was of shit.
0: that was really like the that's where it really started taking off was when Hannibal started bringing it back up.
1: You know, and it's, and then and then they get mad. People that.
0: forget about DL Hughley.
1: People forget it, like because DL Hughley's the most. He's one of my favorite comedians growing up. Uh, but he's a very honest person, which obviously the studios can't handle. No, that's real. I think that's why he doesn't get shit as much as he used to. No, no, no. He he understands the people and he, he can talk to the people. If you've seen him on stage, you you pro- <laughs> I don't think anybody can follow that. Much he's got probably. great presence. He got great presence. He knows jokes. He can just throw jokes out of there. If you really look at my stand up or whatever like that, it's kinda in old 2 DL Hughley in a way. And um he just like to for me cause he can I like comedians on a relatability where he can tell you when he get on stage and a comedian can just tell you like what you do in your everyday life, like hold up a mirror yeah, and say, this is you. Yeah. And crowds lose it because it's like, oh, how does this dude know
0: so much? Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? they, they can identify with the things he's saying. Yeah. And you know, that's one of those things that would just
1: stuck out to me as a kid that I liked about stand up and mm-hmm. I wanted to like really go into is it. like, yo, why are people doing this? You know, like sometimes I'll, I'll just be walking or I like stare at someone. You know what I mean? Just kind of uh, uh, people watch. Yeah. You know, to see like how weird, you know, people is like, even my first short film was just like my phone dying on a train and realizing I'm the only person not with a cell phone in my <laughs> hand. And I feel so out of place. What do I do with my hands? It's super weird. I'm You're looking like, out the window. I'm like, this shit is boring as fuck. Yeah. I just <laughs> have to be here. I just have to be present now. I, I, like, <laughs> I need information to consume, you know? And, uh, and that's where most of my ideas for comedy comes from is just from just, you know, looking at other people and trying to, you know, see what's going on.
0: Well, you did it. You had the comedy special that you did, the uh, <laughs> I Am Not bad. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I Am Not bad. I actually sent that to Netflix. Uh, did for, you really? What, are they, what are they, did they What do? You hear back from them? They do anything yeah, with it? Yeah, so my manager at the time was doing the 15-minute the 15 minute specials they was doing on Netflix yeah. and uh, the comedy lineup. So she told me that like I think this time last year, I had, they they had uh the you know, fifteen minute lineup, Josh Johnson, Josh is on Johnson, that. And Janelle Johnson. Yeah, yeah. So my manager was like, "Yo, send that," and it was like, "Okay." So this was for I think it was either for, yeah, this was for the first season, and I sent it in, and I was like, "Cool, let's see what's going on." So I said that I am not sending that special. So I was at work one day, and I get like a phone call from California. i was like, "Ugh, creditor." <laughs> <laughs> close this and they called me back and I was like what the fuck is that so I like uh, asked for a break and I came in It was like hey this is somebody somebody from Netflix and I am like cool alright alright this is dope and he's like yeah we liked your, your stand up we think you're really funny it's not a yes it's not a no Ah, but
0: we're interested. Yeah, that sounds like every conversation I've had with any producer. I was so excited. Development man. person. I was so excited. <laughs> I didn't show up for work for four days. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm making it. I'm like, I'm out this bitch. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're like making making plans to like break up with your girlfriend. I was so I was gonna break it to her. I was so
1: iffy with my girlfriend. She's like, Can you clean up? I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm gonna be here much longer. <laughs> 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 what would you say nothing? Nothing. <laughs> Pretty soon, I ain't going to pay for this Netflix bill. I'm going to be on the bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, so I didn't show up for work. I remember, so then I got this email, and I was just like, uh, yeah, so unfortunately, um, you're a little bit urban uh, for what's going (laughs) on. A little bit urban. And then we're going to have to take a pass. I was like, damn. That was the first time I really had like a big, big, big rejection, I know, because I felt like it was like my blessing coming. Yeah. And I was like
0: fuck and i was like in a real I, i'm, real just, I'm, deep I'm depression surprised movie. i'm surprised to hear that a little bit only because uh your every time you would do house of jokes everybody's feedback was that you were their favorite comic yeah. and people would be like when's the next time Jarrell's going to do it cuz i want to come out <laughs> people would say like i'm, I'm going to come out when Drell's going to do it i'm like not your friend brendan who produces it and does the show not that guy
1: i try i try to- you're
0: going to do Jarrell. Because at an early age, a
1: lot of times you're we, we, we doing comedy from the South Side. It was like more like you know South Side comedians have like a you know a certain way that they do comedy. So it's like when they come up north, it's kind of hard to make that transition.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It's actually it's actually interesting to watch that happen because you'll see it going to open mics and for people who don't understand who are listening about this, it's like it's just a different vocabulary. It's a different language different slightly, language. and so it's strange to like watch because there's a lot of like. Like I feel like, like quote unquote, urban Southside audiences like act outs a little bit. They like act imi- out, imitations yeah. or impressions a little bit. Well, it's because we have
1: to grab, like, we have to grab the person's attention within the first thirty seconds. Because I like to. Because when I realized when I was going to jokes and notes. I bombed twice before I even got a, a set out. Yeah, and when you bomb at jokes and notes, what people don't understand is that the DJ will cut the music on your ass. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the first time I did stand up, DJ put on move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> ruin my life. So it's like when you get on that stage, a lot of Southside comedians, they, like you know, it's a lot of high energy because we want to make sure you know who we are within the first first yeah thirty seconds. But of it's our weird stand-up. because
0: like the nor- north side like white rooms typically is it's like too much energy and they're like meh. Like, it just puts them off slightly.
1: It just puts them off, and then it's like... That's why I say, like, sometimes when, when Southside come up to Northside, because, again, people that don't know, Chicago's very segregated. So it's like, when you go on the North Side, it's like, we give you the energy, and it's like, oh, fuck, this is... You know, this is... This is look, too much. You know, this yeah. is just
0: too much. Um, but... Because I think that... The other thing about it is I think that... And I think this is a cultural difference. I think that, like, black audiences actually appreciate the performance more. If it's good, it's good. That's why I always... That's why I always, like... I don't do
1: too many up north shows without doing at least one south side show. Yeah. You know, I'll make sure to do that because I might get too, I don't want to say lazy, but I get too acclimated
0: to that, like, grace I need period. to go do that, man, because, like, the the handful of shows I've done on the south side, I've had way more, I've had more fun. And you I,
1: have, because when you do a good joke, they will laugh. They'll fucking laugh. They if love it. you do a it. bad joke, they will tell you you're fucking stupid, and yeah. why, why did you get this opportunity? But the,
0: and the other thing about it, though, is I feel like they are more willing to, like, they're they're more willing like they I, I don't know how I want to describe it but like you can lose like if you lose an audience in a in like a north side like w- like like typical like white comedy room in the north side of Chicago mm-hmm. if you don't if you lose them they're gone they're like they've checked out completely they checked a- out and i feel like i've had like when i've done comedy on the south side i'll lose, you'll tell a joke doesn't work they'll they'll write with you they're ready for you to come back on the next joke if cuz 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 you they understand the
1: the art of it a little bit more as far as comedy because they like, you know, again, like when we was growing up, I used to have to be, you know, we all roasted, like, yeah. like tell jokes about each other. Like, so when I was in class, I, you know, we used to just talk about it. like, you, ah, your shoes look like this, your shoes look like that. So yeah. like at a young age, we already developed a sense of comedy and timing. Yeah. Very much so. It was a lot of people in my, my high school that could, uh, to me, could like roast anybody or just be a great comic more than a lot of comedians that I know. They just every day come up with like a new bit or like whatever, just off the top of their head. So... You know, when you see these crowds on the south side, it's just like, that's just what we do. So, yeah. it's like, when you go on stage, you got to elevate that even higher. Higher, yeah. You know, because we already had the basis of comedy. So, when you do comedy on the north side, as far as like, you know, laugh actors, zanies, it's a lot of people that might be tourists or might like lawyers or yep. doctors who
0: never really like. Experience comedy? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? it's just a different I think that's part of it is it's a, a different sense of humor slightly. Different sense of humor. It, it reminded me a lot of actually like going over to the UK, like when I did the Edinburgh show, and I know I talk about this on the podcast all the time. But it was like <laughs> it was just a different it's just a slightly different sense of humor where it's like shit that you thought would work maybe didn't work, and shit that you yeah. didn't think was as strong, people really like, actually. Yeah,
1: because, like, a lot of times, because I, I get frustrated, especially with, like, certain audience, because you might have that audience that just doesn't want to hear you talk about sex on stage. I'm just like, we're all adults. GOATs. <laughs> Yeah, like we all fuck. We you, you hit a night because you, with, with your girlfriend because y'all fucked a lot. and You got bored, so you came yeah. to a comedy
0: show. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's also just like weird because it's so strange because this just happened to me at the Holly Hotel last week. As I had a, I have this, a couple of like gross. I don't really write like gross material, but I have a couple of jokes that I'm like one of them, and I'll I'll just throw it out here in the pod that I really like is uh this joke where I'm like I like animal facts. And I was like, do you know when a sperm whale ejaculates, it actually pumps out 40 gallons of semen? God damn. Did you know that? <laughs> I know, man. But did you know that actually, here's the cool part, though. Did you actually know that only eight of those gallons actually end up in your mom? Did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) I love that joke so goddamn much. And uh, I told that joke in Holly, Michigan, and the crowd was like, (laughs) boof. And then, like, the next guy gets up, who's Dave Landau, who's amazing. Dave Landau, I was featuring for him. Mm -hmm. And he gets up, and Dave has some, like, gross-ass material. uh, And I don't want to tell his jokes to, like, reveal his jokes on here. But it, like... It's some of it's like like fucking exactly on the same level as that joke, and mm-hmm. the crowd lost it, and like the and it was so fun. They loved it so much, and I was like, I don't even know. Like, there's definitely some like what is the magic that's happening? You here? gotta you gotta like from the.
1: Oh, this is what my mentor told me, and this is why like sometimes like nowadays because before I talk a lot about race, you know, you, you, you yeah I said that's yep, me, and a lot of times a lot of white people will be able to will pull back from it, and. Uh, I remember I was talking to a mentor, I was like, Man, I like I, I I talk about race a lot in my set, but I just I feel like every time I do it in front of like white people or like a diverse crowd to kinda of pull back on me. And he was just like the reason that, that that is because you gotta be the same person when you start your set is when you end your and set. And your set. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You can't go back and forth. So if you're gonna talk about race, you gotta you gotta make sure when you enter that stage, it's like this is what this is. Yep. You know what I mean? And um, you and gotta
0: if, be consistent with that character.
1: Yeah, you gotta be consistent with the character. When I come out on stage, I immediately I did it one set, and I got more and more laughs, and I was able to go deeper and do to, like a lot of vowel, like the file, like I did, like more like crude humor, and they still were with me on that. Because you started that way. so I knew like when I got on, set, like, on, on, on like, the stage, I was like, "I'm going to be this, this person. this is who I am, this is who I am." And you know, hey, you ain't got to like it, but this is the shit I'm about to say." And then now they, like, they caught that vibe, so they're like, some jokes uh, some jokes I'm not going to be with, some jokes I'm gonna I'm fuck with." And then really what it is, sometimes in the crowd too, and I know we're getting into some like, huge comedian shit, though, but I like make sure to you know, let the audience sit with that joke. Yep, even if it's not, even if, sir, I'm right there one show three days ago. I did a joke and only four or five people caught it, but they laughed. Yeah. Right? So I let them sit with that. And then so a couple other people in the back start laughing just because they heard the four laughing. And then, like, one other person start laughing. And then, 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 then now they're on the inside. So they know it's like, hey, This is a joke. It's up to you if you like it. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So now other people are like, okay, now.
0: I I increasingly respect comedians who do that shit. Like in one of them, just to, so first of all, I just want to say two things based on what you said. The first is that Bert Haas uh, from Zany said almost the same bit of advice where he was like that consistency of character. And I think the second part of this too is like, uh, you know, there's Joe Noodleman, who's a Joe. I know he's fantastic. Sat out Joe Noodleman. (laughs) <laughs> I should have him on this podcast too, but okay, he'll get hit all over this couch. The, when I start, he will. <laughs> when I started, um, when when I really started respecting him, like, and I I've always liked him, but when I was really like, wow, I really really like Joe, mm-hmm. was he would get up at open mics or even at shows mm-hmm. and start doing material, and if people weren't on board with it, he would not move on. Mm-mm. Like, he would just stay there until every single person was on board with what he was talking about. Yeah. And he'd be like, why don't you like that? Like, why don't you agree with it? Like, what is it about that that, that you know? And it was so weird to watch because I was like, man, just the fucking, like, balls to, like, be like, no, I'm not moving on. Like, we are all on board with this premise. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> like, that's what would get the audience because they want to yeah. make –
1: I think there's a power shift because, like, the audience knows, like, you're not a, you're not good because I'm not laughing. Yes. And then once you break that mode where it's just, like, I don't need your laughter, like, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Who is this guy? Yeah, me, wait a minute. Why, let,
0: like, like what, then they feel like they're not getting something. <laughs> I'm
1: not catching you. And then you're, like, really, like, that's when you take your power back on stage. And sometimes, like, I'll, I'll do a joke where I, like, like and I'll, like, kind of stop in between it because, like, I know Azar, uh, uh, Azar Uzman. Uh, he, yeah. He, uh he taught me this. Cause I remember he did a show at preach at IO and he would like tell a joke and will kill, it will kill murder. Like everybody like, ah, you're funny and shit. And he'll stop. Like, and then he'll just like, he just stopped and like for like a minute. And then he told another joke, big ass joke. And he'll stop. And then it's kind of like, have him quiet and stuff. And then everybody was like, you could hear a fucking pin drop. You know what I'm saying? Like, even yeah. if, even if you just like just sniffed your nose, like everybody heard it. Cause it was that fucking quiet. And they were so into him and after the set i was just like i ran up to him i was like yo like i fucked with how you did that with the audience like you like you fucking you know took your time with that shit like you like i never seen it because like when i go on stage it's like yo i made you laugh you know i'm transitioning to the next joke like i'm an acrobat with the shit um and he was just like he told he told me he's like yo true it's like the the most powerful thing you can give a comedian on stage is time to think yeah And that's what I was doing, like, understanding, like, yo, I could tell the joke the way I, you know, the set list. But, like, if I take time in that element to really be like, all right, what joke is really going to take this to the next level? Yep. That's more powerful. Even if you get a, he he told me, even if you get a heckler, you know, I had a heckler, you know, just throwing jokes at me. Like, ah, crowd laughing. Heckler just going, going, going. I'm just sitting there just thinking. And then when I get that joke off, boom, everybody's back. Everybody goes crazy. So it's like, it's just like realizing, like. And that's what I've been doing cause with stand up cuz last year I was doing like a lot of sketch. Yep. Uh, I was just I was just in like a sketch world, you know, so now like um you know, working really big on comedy now as far as stand up is just like really like kind of taking that power back, you know, like on stage and just really kind of working at it and stuff and it's been going good.
0: Hell yeah, man. I feel like we should probably wrap up cuz this guy's probably going to die again <laughs> any second. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, uh, where can everybody get at you, Jarrell? I just, uh, I, I, bef- and before we end, I want to say, like, yeah, I just super respect you as a comedian, man. You're a good friend. Oh, like, uh,
1: you're always good, dude, man. You
0: know, I, uh, I, I'm, I, I just really love uh, you and the MLKs, man. It's gonna be exciting to see where you guys all go. Um, yeah, man. I want to stay friends with you guys and try to support you in whatever way I can because I'm sure I can ride your coattails somewhere. Oh, man, you're gonna, you'll be all up <laughs> in the show. <laughs> <laughs> You' gonna be good, man. <laughs> uh, but well, you can
1: find me Instagram uh, at Jarrell the comedian, Jarell, Jarrell J A R R E L L. Um, I'm currently producing Lincoln Lodge, so you can come out that. I host every Friday, um, stand up, stand up, which is in Wicker Park. You can see that on Thursday. I have a short film coming out, so you can find that on the MLKs of Comedy. Also, I have a web series coming out with my friend Lance Allen, who is a regular here on Conan. He was all in the skits or whatever uh and v. h. one so I have a web series coming out in 2019 with him. So just as far as you stick with the MLK as a comedy page or the drills the comedian page, you'll see all that content coming out. Soon. Oh yeah, man, I, you have so many
0: irons in the fire, dude. Uh
1: just working, networking.
0: Yeah, and, just trying yeah. to get stuff. I don't know, I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we got to figure out a, a project for us to work on together sometime. Yeah, man, that'd be, that'd be really fun. Yeah, you have a really good cameras, so we could definitely <laughs> get some shit. <laughs> yeah, we can no, get I, some <laughs> shit done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, thank you so much for Meanwhile, everybody, the madness continues. Hey.